Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Tonight I thought we'd talk about a film icon whose birthday would have been today. She died six years ago at the age of 89. I'm talking about Lauren Bacall. And I figure, you know, let's talk about The Big Sleep because The Big Sleep is such a misunderstood film. You know, it differs from the Raymond Chandler novel, yes, and Howard Hawks took liberties, but that was the brilliance of Howard Hawks, the man who brought Bogart and Bacall together, first into have and to have not. So tonight I promise you an entertaining show of the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, where we talk about the big sleep. Now, The Big Sleep was originally filmed in 1945, and then they reshot a lot of uh, pieces in The Big Sleep, and it wasn't released until 1946. Now, in 1997, um, the 1945 version was discovered and remastered, and um, if you get a hold of the DVD or Blu-ray, both versions are on it. I think it's a double-sided, you know, almost like a record used to be. So, The Big Sleep, to me, I figure I'd pick that because that was my introduction to Bogart and Bacall. You know, when I first got into classic cinema, I wasn't really into Bogart. I had kind of heard things about Bacall, I had never seen The Mirror Has Two Faces, but like many of you, I was, you know, a child of the 80s, and she would always do the Fancy Feast commercials, or, you know, and, and that voice, Lauren Bacall had that voice, and um, and she had the look. So the first Bogart and Bacall film that I ever watched, and they were playing it on PBS, was about 19 years ago, and it was on a rainy night, and it was the big sleep they played it twice because i think i watched it twice and it was so interesting that's where my connection to bogart began and then here's lauren bacall you know playing um vivian uh rutledge vivian rutledge you know i had to remember her name and the big sleep, yes, a lot of people are like, okay, what happened to the plot? What's going on here? All that matters to me is that it's Bogart. He's got to investigate this murder. He runs into Lauren Bacall. Boom. I mean, and, and you know, the headlines were, they, they're at it again, you know, Bogart and Bacall. Because they had just done To Have and To Have Not in 1944, the film that basically brought them together you can see them falling in love in the film to have and to have not and lauren bacall has talked about she really that look that we all came to know the look was really out of um self-consciousness you know she would shake and she found that if she tilted her head down and spoke in a certain fashion and she would be fine but you know when she had to light the cigarette that's why Bogart did it for her. Now, The Big Sleep, um, you know, it's it's one of those classic films. And, um, you know, you have Bogart. And, I mean, the dialogue, you know, uh, there's a, a moment where uh, 
Bogart looks up a call. I'm not going to say where it is in the film. And he's like, what's wrong with you? Nothing you can fix. You know, it's perfect right there. I mean, um, so Bogart played Detective Philip Marlowe. And, you know, there, there's so many twists and turns in The Big Sleep. And, but for me, I, you know, it makes me think of that rainy afternoon indoors watching this classic film. You know, I was aware of Bogart. I know that the American Film Institute named him the number one male screen legend of all time. And I started to understand why. I started to watch his films. uh, But The Big Sleep really stuck out at me because, you know, um, you can see how all of the detective films really followed that. You know, like Chinatown. you know, um, even even the television series, uh, how they all kind of followed Philip Marlowe. And um, it was interesting, you know, to discover this film. You know, Bogart and Bacall made three films together. To Have and To Have Not. Or actually, no, wait, they made four. I stand corrected. To Have and To Have Not. The Big Sleep. Dark Passage. And Key Largo. They were going to make another film in 1956, and that's when Bogart was diagnosed with cancer and unfortunately died in 1957. And I was recently listening to Lauren Bacall's book, By Myself and Then Some, and she talks about that. She talks about um, the death of Bogart and the effect that it had on her. You know, she was a very young widow. But everything that he taught her. And um, you can see that on screen. You can see that, you know, they're not entirely acting as they are in the big sleep. Um, How everything kind of fits together. There's a really great moment where um, uh, Lauren Bacall is singing the song. And Bogart sees her. And they just kind of tip their heads to each other, you know. I mean, the dialogue in the movie, you know, it's Philip Marlowe, um, and he really plays it. There's a really great moment where, um, you know, they meet, and, you know, um, There you see the thunder, and then you see them kind of look at each other, and um, she slaps him. Uh, or she attempts to slap him. It's, it's been a while. It's been a long day. You know, like the seventh seal, the big sleep really, for me, is in the top it's in the top ten. It's in the top ten. Um, I love how people, even Eddie Mueller of Noir Alley on TCM, I'm such a big fan, um, has stated that a lot of people are like, you know, people for years have been confused about the big sleep. But Howard Hawks, he knew what he was doing, you know, as a director, as a filmmaker, um, bringing, you know, making the film memorable that that was his thing okay is you know we're not going to 
Um, we're not going to, you know, uh, be truthful to the novel. And, um, yeah, I mean, if you read some of it, okay. Okay, here's the re-edit. So they reshot and re-edited The Big Sleep and was finally released on August 23rd, 1946. The cinematic release of The Big Sleep is regarded as, a, as more successful than the 1945 pre-release version, even though it is confusing and difficult to follow. This may be due in part to the omission of a long conversation between Marlowe and a Los Angeles district attorney where the facts of the case thus far are laid out. Yet, movie star aficionados prefer the 1946 film noir version because they consider Bogart recalls appearances more important than a well-told story. For example, of this point of view. Okay. Yeah. We're not going to go into the example. Because, you know, my thing is what the film meant to me. And the big sleep meant a lot to me. It really gave me a love and respect for Lauren Bacall and Humphrey Bogart as a duo and then as Humphrey Bogart as an icon that hat I actually have a hat like his not not the authentic Bogart hat but you know I mean that's that's how much the film really affected me and um the ending of that film you know I don't want to spoil it that's probably one of the more perfect endings because they just look at each other and boom that's the film you know and um i i loved it i mean it, you could call it maybe a continuation of to have and to have not but it's bogart and bacall and um the big sleep is film noir it is even though eddie mueller doesn't think so you know we can debate that you know film noir is such an interesting thing because it's been parodied and living color parodied it remember where she's like oh johnny and um it's such a mysterious mysterious film and i just love it i love it you know you've got the rain you've got all these different situations going on you've got the sister who's got a drug problem and a and a drinking problem and um yeah you know, it's, but yeah, when, you know, in terms of the plot and in terms of what's going on, it's not perfect, but that's not why I'm watching it. And it was for me a really good introduction to Lauren Bacall and Humphrey Bogart, two iconic um, screen legends. And, you know, the fact that today is Lauren Bacall's birthday. And what, even later in life, I mean, you think of the choices that she made, you know, she did, she did uh, Broadway, she won Tony Awards for doing Broadway, you know, applause where she sang um, Murder on the Orient Express, which I absolutely love. The remake was okay, because the remake, you had Michelle Pfeiffer playing the Lauren Bacall role, but Lauren Bacall just did it amazingly. And then you have, you know, she was in supporting roles like in Misery. Um, and then, of course, you know, she had never received an Academy Award nomination in her entire career until 
1996's The Mirror Has Two Faces, courtesy of director Barbara Streisand. She loved working with Barbara Streisand. And there's a really beautiful moment in the film where she hasn't been to bed. A lot of you have seen it. And she's just sitting there and she's fiddling around with her hair. And she's searching for the lines. And that's the take that Streisand got. And that's what got Bacall her first Oscar nomination. She did not she did not win. And her interview with Barbara Walters, she really predicted that. She says, Oh, I I don't expect myself to win. I will lose very, you know, respectably, because something always comes out of left field. And she was right. Juliet Benoche from the English patient beat her. And everyone was stunned. Even Juliet Benoche herself said, I stunned because I thought Lauren Bacall was going to get it, and she deserves it. So the Academy, a decade so later, gave Lauren Bacall in 2009 an honorary Academy Award. Not at the Academy Awards ceremony, but the Governor's Awards. Angelica Houston bestowed her honorary oscar to lauren bacall and lauren bacall said a man at last you know and she thanked bogart she thanked bogart bogart gave her a life and he gave her a career and you know when she died it was pretty sad but you think of it she was 89 years old she had outlived both of her former husbands humphrey bogart and jason robards so and was still working up until the end, you know, and um, it's just amazing. It's amazing whenever, you know, if you ever get a chance to watch an interview with Lauren Bacall, these stories that she tells, she doesn't have a problem talking about Humphrey Bogart because she understands she's the keeper of that flame of the Bogart legacy. Okay. And then she had two children children with Humphrey Bogart. And then she had a a son with um, Jason Robards, you know. And um, funny enough, you know, her son with Jason Robards turned out to be the actor. The Bogart children don't act, you know. um, But they represent the Bogart estate and the Bacall estate. And that's what I love. I think that's important to, you know, keep their memories alive to keep those films alive for all generations including myself and so i present to you the big sleep it's probably one of their best although key largo's up there too you know to have and to have not is the beginning of bacall and bogart or bogart and bacall you can switch it around any way you want so as always happy birthday betty bacall And as always, unpleasant dreams, the Dr. Seuss film podcast.